Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm in product design at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hello. so excited to have in town today Stacy Kunstel. She is here for the Design Bloggers Conference and we are excited to talk to her. She's a stylist, editor, you have a product line, um, you're a producer. She's written for Better Homes and Gardens, New England Home, House Beautiful, El Decor, Traditional Home, and we're very excited to have you here to pick your brain. Woman. Thanks so much. Great to be here. I feel like your style, at least this is the style from your product collection called Dunes and Duchess, is very bold, graphic, fun, playful. Is that also your personal style? I would say so. You know, I have the opportunity to be in so many different homes, um, really all Mm -hmm. over the country, even though I'm based in New England. But when I look at something on the page, I'm always attracted to big color, Mm -hmm. big pattern, uh, really interesting use of scale. But everything that we do for Dunes and Duchess is also pretty traditional. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's just where I come from too. It's it's really rooted in tradition. But tradition doesn't have to be boring. It, it can be really exciting and graphic. Yeah, you have a yeah, lot of bright colors in the line, which I love. I mean, when you walk by your booth anytime at any show, you're immediately like, oh, Dunes and Duchess. Or even if it's like a little subsection in someone else's booth or something, you're like, oh, there's the Dunes and Duchess stuff. It's right there. <laughs> well, it's very recognizable. After so many years of writing about design, you know, interviewing mm-hmm. designers, and designers would always tell me, you know, color makes people happy. The color of this room, you know, the, the quote you get from every designer, the color of this room was inspired by the fact that this particular shade of pink or this particular shade of blue made the homeowner so happy. Mm-hmm. And I've always really lived in a very white house. I don't have any wallpaper, shocking, <laughs> uh, even though I love shooting houses with lots of wallpaper. But when I started painting our booths and started uh, making our product in these bold colors, when you have to stand in Mm. one place for like four or five days being surrounded by it, you feel the effect that color has on you. And now I know for sure (laughs) it was not anything made up by designers. It is absolutely true that color completely affects your mood. Have you infused more color in your home since starting the line? Yes, yes, I have. Matter of fact, the kitchen now in our house is like the most obnoxious shade of bright blue (laughs) that you could imagine. And I've done our own sconces in bright yellow, which we call no scurvy lemon. And in our hallway, there I have bright blue sconces. And it's just those those little touches that that make you happy Mm -hmm. and that make you think, well, you know, Decorating doesn't have to be black and white or it doesn't have to be 50 shades of gray or anything right. like that. It can really be something that makes you smile. Yeah. Well, and, and I was going to say, maybe I misspoke because bold, graphic, playful, I feel like all of those are maybe it's like the um, booths you set up mm-hmm. are that way. So I guess that does, it is different than your personal style. 
Yeah, you know, my personal style gets to, you know, takes a back seat to everybody else's. You know, <laughs> I get to go out and I work with all of these different interior designers and these different magazines. And so they always come first. And <laughs> you know how it is with, with your own home. Sometimes you're the last one to get done what you really need to get accomplished. True. Of course. Yeah. We've heard yeah. that. There's we've a, that quite a bit. I yeah. Really from everyone we've interviewed. Oh, well, and there's that saying for a reason. The, about the cobbler shoes. Yes. Yeah. Or it's just never done. Or it's never yeah. done enough. Right. Yeah. Or by the time you finish, you have to start over. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> Hopefully once it's done, you're happy with it. Well, no, no I just your mean, house is you're never, never done. Well, you're you're never done. Done. your taste yeah. continues to change yes. and the things you see continue mm-hmm. to change and then you get interested in something else or like you're saying. You buy something s- new. Right, or and- suddenly you love another color or you yeah. want to infuse or, or like you buy something in your wardrobe and it inspires you to do something in your house. You know, there's always little something. Wardrobe <laughs> is the best way to look at, at home decor. I think fashion influences so many things mm-hmm. and it's that that one sweater that you you buy that changes everything else in your closet and i mean you're you're not still wearing the same clothes that you wore in college probably right. or actually they're I will very say, young these two yeah well i could <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but it's interesting you know when they say classic or buy once and you never have to buy it again um i have a gray ralph lauren cashmere turtleneck that I bought in 1998 that I wore again last week and mm-hmm. it hasn't pilled it is perfect in every way still and it's still a staple of my of my winter wear the best money you ever spent it, it was mm-hmm. and it was at the time I think it was like a 210 dollar sweater and I was like this is insane as as my girlfriends on Long Island like to say it doesn't cost you a penny or, no, wait, no, that's not what she said. It, that sweater doesn't owe you a penny. Oh, ah. that's what it is. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that does feel good yeah. when you pull something out and it's like, I made the right choice on this one. Mm-hmm. Then well, it feels yeah. really bad the other way. You're like, I wasted mm-hmm. a and whole lot of money. And it's trendy versus traditional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you feel that same way, yeah, with your with your home decor too. True. Yeah, The things exactly. you, yeah, are more traditional or... Mm-hmm. Ones you spent some good money I, on. Feel I feel like, like they my last challenge longer. is like I because I totally see what you're. I totally agree with what you're saying. Like there's certain things that I've bought that I kind of bought on a whim that I still love, and then mm-hmm. there's certain things that I bought that I like really planned for that I still love. But I can I'm always trying to like replicate that again. Like replicate the whim or replicate the, the plan. Feeling. Just. But only buying stuff that I'm really gonna love forever. Uh-huh. But it's it's really hard. It to is do hard. That. It's hard to know. Yeah, it's hard to know. Even no matter how much you plan. Chevron is a great example. I would have done my entire house in Chevron six or seven years ago. I thought it was just the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then it was ECAT. Mm-hmm. And neither of those things would I ever put in my house at this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I think maybe it's because it was it was more trend than. Mm-hmm. sort of on brand for what I wanted my house to be like. Yeah. Right. Like it's because hard to those are back. classic patterns. I mean, they've been around forever. Yeah. It's not like they're yeah. gone now, mm-hmm. but they do get hot for a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to step back and be like, do I like this because it's a trend and I'm seeing it? Or do I really like it like deep down? Deep. In your bones. Deep down. Yeah. <laughs> well, even hard. with the colors you're offering with um, for your product line, mm-hmm. how do you pick those? Because I would say some of the, you know, some of those are hot. Literally. True. And yeah, you need to be on trend. Well, so there are 18 
19 standard colors now. And the thing that I had to make sure was that they could all live together, or at Mm. least groups of them could live together Mm -hmm. wonderfully in each way. But they are all pretty bold colors. You know, there's a lot of different blues. There's a, a crazy bright orange, you know, the, the the lemon color that we do. They're all colors that make a statement. Mm-hmm. And then you have woods. Yeah. But then, yeah, and, and I woods. think one of the most beautiful things is mixing lacquer with natural woods, mixing those two textures together. You can't have an all lacquer room. Uh-uh. It's, right. it's too hard. It's too hard on the eyes to just it doesn't feel right. And you can't have an all wood room either because that's just – too mucky Agreed. so one has to offset the other right yeah and create a balance tell us about how your furniture line started because it's all this um sort of turned wood yeah maybe mm-hmm. describe it a yeah. little bit first if, if people aren't familiar and then you can tell us how it came to be so it started off with a candelabra and my boyfriend who's a professional photographer and me being a longtime stylist we were working together on a photo shoot and he was he had hinted that he really wanted to start seeing me and we were on a photo shoot down in Florida and we had seen a an antique candelabra and it was beautiful and we it was part of the the styling that we had done for a, a tabletop for one of the magazines we were working for and when he got back to Connecticut he went to go visit a friend of his who's an amazing woodworker and together after a few beers, they um, started turning a version of a candelabra <laughs> that he then presented to me that he spray painted with a can of spray paint. So what I mean, color, it was like color? it was black. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And he presented this candelabra to me, and I'm like, oh, "What's this?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, what is it?" And he was like, "Well, he's like, I think this is something that you know I want to give you and and." I want to put candles in it and have dinner with you every night. Oh my gosh, that's so romantic. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me, right? I Like I totally <laughs> was not prepared for this. <laughs> so I have this candelabra and it's really cool. And then I have interior designers who see pictures of it and who, who I show it to. And they're like, this is really cool. Could you make me one? And I was like, well, he made one. I'm sure he could figure out how to make another one. And he started, you know, looking for wood turners to make the pieces so that he could make another candelabra. And then somebody said, well, oh, you should go to New York and do the New York gift show. That people would love to see that. Okay, this is not a business. This was just like <laughs> we're making a couple of these for people. So we go to New York and we, we're all cutesy and we have this booth that we made from scratch and it has burlap walls and a picture of the ocean on it. And it's and we've had this name Dunes and Duchess, which is another story how that came up. And Gumps and Barneys walk up and they're like, we'll take 20 each. And we had a business. Wow. Crazy. I know you're looking at me like I'm I, insane. I know, we're all That's wonderful, though. Uh, how, how nuts. How nuts is right. We had two products in two different colors, and we scored the biggest department stores in the United States just because we were doing something that was so off the wall and different. And that is why I absolutely believe and will repeat over and over again until the day I die that it's about being different. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not about 
looking at what someone else is doing and trying to do something similar. And the same as in decorating. Yeah. The reason why your house gets chosen to be in better homes and gardens or country home or country living or a traditional home is because there's something there's something different about it. Your personality is in the house and it's your personality that no one else can have. Mm-hmm. You just answered one of my next questions. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what since you're a homes editor, what makes you, when you see, I mean, I'm sure you get so many submissions. You mm-hmm. visit a lot of people's houses, see a lot of interior design work. What makes you say, I have to write about this one? It's the personality. There's there's something about a house that, you know, a decorator can make anyone's house beautiful. That's what that's what that's what mm-hmm. interior designers do. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to do that. There are a lot of houses that I've styled for publication where it's really about what the inter- interior designer did, and that's great. But when there's something special about it, the house that, you know, maybe it's some collections that they've brought back from their travels. Maybe it's a couple of pieces of art that are just so different and really make the room. Maybe it's a hobby that that the homeowner has, you know, that you know, maybe she does something with crochet or maybe she sews or maybe anything like that that shows the homeowner's personality mm-hmm. is a is gold for magazines because it's it's a point of view that not everyone has mm-hmm. that you want to be able to show. I mean, it's very I true. think that's what makes a fun thing to read too. Oh, true. Yeah. You true. know, you because want to know who's home. Like yeah, instead of just flipping them. through, mm-hmm. you really like I do. I want to then read. Who, who are you? Here? Why yeah. is Why it did it? you paint your ceiling yes. green? And why yeah. do you have a a black and white zebra rug? On the dining room table. On the dining room table (laughs) or pegged to a wall Mm -hmm. or something like that. Just somebody thought of something differently than the rest of us have thought about it. And that's what makes it special. Mm. There's, I feel like you see so much stuff because of Pinterest and Instagram. You're just Mm -hmm. constantly like bombarded with, and for better or for worse, like it's fun to see all that and to constantly be stimulated. But on the other hand, that's what makes you want to read, sit down with a magazine because it's got these... Things stories. that are so different, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, I haven't seen this before. That, that's and for awesome. me, I'm, I'm always stop and read. I'm always tearing out pages, earmarking pages, saving pages for magazines for inspiration. You know, things that I would want to do to my own house or styling touches mm-hmm. that I think were really effective in certain photographs. Mm-hmm. How do you file that in a way that you can find it? <laughs> I again? shove them under my bed. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wad it up. <laughs> And have a ceremonial burning. <laughs> no, I do. And I do the same thing with fashion magazines too. Mm-hmm. You know, like really well styled or, or great color combinations like that. I always, magazines are always where I turn to for that. So do you have like a big pin board? I, I mean, literally, how she do you use it under her bed? Um, <laughs> no, I do. I have a stack and I file it. Fashion, interior design, my house, styling touches. Um, and I do have some Pinterest boards that are have those same labels, but I find that I u- turn to print much more often than I do mm-hmm. Pinterest. And then on my iPhone, I also um, I have a fashion file, a styling file, a flowers file, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for beautiful beautiful flowers mm-hmm. that I've seen put together that I want to try to recreate something like that. Mm. I need to take about a day and organize my phone photos. Don't you hate though when they go into two different files? You're like, but this could go into detail, but this could also go into my. 
I hate yeah. that. Because, <laughs> yeah, I do the same, but I'll, I'll do so it you can't multi category. Yeah. Mm. You can duplicate it on your you phone. You can and screenshot it, and, and uh, so you'll have a second one. Why are you one. so smart? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But uh, being on the plane, that's mm. when you do it. Mm-hmm. A nice trip to Paris is what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just for organizational purposes. <laughs> so that's a write-off. That's right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I mean, you should really, I feel like every person in this kind of realm should take a morning to go to a your coffee spot and do that. It, it, it is fully inspirational. You just need an hour mm-hmm. just to sit and organize and look through and feel. It will change your whole day. Do you, think, do you do, do an that? hour? I, every now and then. from experience it, or yes, aspirationally? Yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. I, I, mean, I mean this in a nice way, but here I am in a building most days drawing and designing furniture. You're working, and yeah. There's something about stepping out of your normal and somewhere where you feel open and and going through that. And all of a sudden, the same pages you would have flipped through in office or in your normal space become even – you're looking even more. I don't know. Yeah. It just opens up. You're right. So my shifting my your paradigm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. smart. So if you get to ever, you know, it's just that change of pace. It's anything. It's, you know, it's travel. It inspires you. It's that same like getting out of your norm yeah. just a little bit. And now we're, yes, it's a little bit of, but I, even that helps me to like get back and want to like jazz re-energizes away. you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jazz away. I love it. <laughs> I liked that little finger snap. That you did. <laughs> I don't well, know if y'all I, could hear that on the podcast, but well, I've been loving all of. I just love all the turnings you mm-hmm. um, you guys have developed because, again, being in the product design, you know, I'm surrounded by stuff, and the, I know the turnings are. I feel like everyone's doing a turn. We have a turn bed that we've been doing mm-hmm. too here at Ballard, and so it's really um, your light fixtures have been so cool. Love mm-hmm. those, but I wanted to note what you call your drink tables. Um, oh, I wrote it down because I was like, that's amazing. It's a, it's a Southern thing I learned. Is that what they call it here in the South? What, what is it? So when you look under the categories, it's called drink drops. Yep. It's a drink drop. You got to have a place to drop that drink. You too. Oh. So what we've <laughs> never know, heard that. Like, we don't call them that. We just call them like. Side tables. <laughs> no. We, cocktail tables. Yep, cocktail or, tables. You know, uh-huh. and, you know, and the, the thing is, is it's about being different. Everybody has a cocktail table. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a teeny table. Yeah. Things like that. And I was like, well, I need a drink drop. <laughs> so. I loved that. <laughs> and they're really cute. And they're very important. <laughs> and everything's made in the U.S., right? Everything's made in Connecticut in our little workshop. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was really d- important to us, too, because oh. I didn't want to have to travel for work. You know, I I used to be a travel writer for Southern Living and Southern Accents magazines, and I got on a plane every three or four days for work, and it sort of took the joy out of traveling for pleasure. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped doing that, I thought, well, I only want to travel for pleasure. I don't want to be traveling for work. And so we even source, like for our lighting, even the lighting parts we buy from a company that's about five miles away from our workshop my upholsterer is half a mile away from our workshop our cnc guy who helps us with some of the wood pieces is across the street from our workshop it is hyper local and i can get in the car and i can actually see everyone which is really great yeah well tell everyone how like because you know it started with the candelabras Mm -hmm. but 
it's like a pretty wide, you know. Ev, we'd like to say everything. So it started with the candelabras, and I will say that everything we do today is still inspired by the first piece we ever did, which was we first showed it in August of 2010. It's still something that we we sell every week, which I don't know how many companies can be almost a decade old, and the very first product they ever came out with is still something they sell all the time. But that is sort of like the testament to it's a product that stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been trendy. It's just been this, you know, and it's an iconic type of shape. So mm-hmm. all of the tables that we do, and we've done everything from like 140-inch long dining tables down to doorstops um so dining tables to doorstops and they've all been influenced by wood turning and by that original candelabra yeah well i love i love what you were saying about the um wood and the lacquer together and i feel like that is what makes it special but it's also like Mm -hmm. it's so graphic the pieces are so graphic but it's all rooted in that turned you know that's such a like yeah it's not crazy looking you know, you know, that's such an old, like, method of making furniture. It's not new, but you've made it look new. Should I we guess. explain what something that's turned is? Oh, yeah, please do that. You know what I mean? Maybe people don't know what that means, turned. Yeah, so uh, the word turning that we do, so like the candelabra, and if you go on the website, dunesandduchess.com, or look on our Instagram, at dunesandduchess. Is this the first one? Uh, it, that is, that's what we call the classic. Okay. Yeah. Karen's so holding up a started. photo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they either take a, a block of wood or they glue up a number of pieces of wood to make a block and it's turned horizontally and it's spun and a cutter goes through and cuts the shape of that piece. So they hold a blade to it. Mm-hmm. As it turns, then it cuts that thing into like a spindle with different like depths and heights and stuff. So you can get all kinds of different designs. So you can get something that's just very like... Um, um, what do you call Smooth. it? Even, like mm-hmm. little big, little big, little big, little big. Or you can go like really big, and then little and little and little big, and the little. So you get all you get all kinds of opportunity for different types of designs. Yes, is it almost like like turning on a pottery wheel, but but sideways? Yeah, and yeah, you can not clay. a little bit like and, that. and not clay and <laughs> right and not, it not is, it's finger. the same way <laughs> in a in a sense of it's rotating. And yeah, you're shaping it as it rotates. Mm-hmm. Does that, there you go. But there's an axis. A lot of chair legs, table legs, things like that are made this way. Like spool furniture. Yeah. Spool furniture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone yeah. would probably recognize it, a spool chair. If it's the same design all the way around in a circle, it's turned. If it's like a square, you can't turn it. Have you, right. exactly. have you ever used a lathe? I haven't. Tell us, tell us about it. Have you turn. used one? No, my your... boyfriend, he often turns he custom things for customers. Um, and it's fascinating to watch. It's got a rhythm, like you were saying, uh, Caroline was saying, with pottery. There is a rhythm when you're when you finally get into the lathe. But I've also like hit a knot, and that thing like oh, bounces you, off. It's like a mule. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you're like Ooh. holding like a little like point. Uh, when I did is it, it, it scary? Was, it's scary. I didn't like it. Do you wear goggles? Uh, yes. So it's not a machine. You're like holding a tool. Like the a, way I I have not done I have not manufactured mm-hmm. I have only like hand lathed with the little tool that you hold in your hand and you dig in and it rotates so pieces come flying off. So you don't have a business called Goons and Crutches. <laughs> I've been just for made that, that up. <laughs> she was saying that I'm like, what would her business be called? <laughs> 
good. So it's a lot like sculpture because you know you may, you know imagine somebody like Michelangelo who said you know he just peels away the the bits of marble until the sculpture is revealed. Mm-hmm. Well, when you do that, you have this block of wood. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this square thing, and then all of a sudden you're able to turn it into something shapely mm-hmm. and and warm looking and appealing and smooth from this block of wood. It's it's a weird. Well, I've done pottery. I've never done turning lay or whatever lay thing. I guess <laughs> um, that's such a weird word to say. You don't lathe on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Caroline, lighten up. <laughs> but um, Netflix lathe. I feel like right. you almost have to what think Netflix backwards, sort of. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's a really strange sensation to like think that way. Like the slightest amount of pressure can make a huge change and it's mm-hmm. I don't know like it's a it's a lot of power it's a lot of power it's scary too mm-hmm. and it's like well you really have to like it's muscle memory and you have to like figure out you know yeah the thickness well that's this if you, if you if you dig too deep you've gone too far you have a new yeah. sign there's no yeah in the line. there's no going back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay I'm curious because it sounds like you do everything what, what's your what's your day like what is your job like today or you know what I mean do you just are you every day different Every day is so different. Um, I'm so glad that Waze exists <laughs> because I go somewhere different every day. So like a typical week this week, um, a typical week, Monday, Tuesday, I was in Houston helping an interior design team learn about social media skills, styling their work for magazines and publication, and also how to get their work published. And so that's like a coaching. Yes. So I work a lot with interior designers to, as a stylist, I see things differently. I do not see things three-dimensionally, which is kind of a weird thing. Interior designers and architects see things three-dimensionally so that they can plan an interior that you can walk in and inhabit. When I walk into a house to scout it, and when I say scout it, I'm taking scouting shots to then present it to one of my editors I see the house as it would appear on the news on a page in a magazine or on your iPad or on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's flat. I see it completely flat. Interesting. Um, like a dog, right? I bet you're great at setting up even like <laughs> photos for friends. I even heard that dogs couldn't see in oh. 3D. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't know that. I didn't know that but either. I'm like, how do they know that? I think yeah. that's a lie. Well, I was thinking like. Speaking of which, Baylor just was Baylor like. Baylor is here today. He agrees. Everything's I'm so flat sorry. If you want me to take him out, I can. He's so, fine. so part of it is me teaching interior designers how to look at their work differently, mm-hmm. and also teaching them how to detach from something they're emotionally invested in in creating an environment, being able to step back to look at it differently so that it's styled appropriately. So the room for the family doesn't have to be the room for the magazine. Exactly. Okay. I have mm-hmm. a question because this is, is it, do you always say fresh flowers or florals? I'll just say. What do you mean? Can we use faux, you're saying? Or, I sorry, there always seems to be florals or greenery in all flat shot, like Every yes. magazine? Yes. yes. Like, is that, that a is stylist must? Okay. Yes. There are there are a couple of things that I will have in every shot. And the first one, the first and foremost, is has something living. Mm-hmm. You have to have something alive in the photograph. Can See, we guess what the other ones are? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Because okay. I have one. Books? Books are an excellent one. Dogs. Dogs are – that's something living. 
So that counts for that. Um, I was going to say like maybe like a view of the outside, like a window, a door. Mm -hmm. Excellent. It's always better to take a photograph toward a window or door than it is. You never want to shoot it to a corner. You never want to shoot into a dead end space. So it's energy. It sounds like it's energy. Like move. I guess it's sort of like a movement. I you guess. have to be able to see yourself moving through the photo. Mm. And another thing that I think it's really important when I shoot things for magazines is to make sure that I feel that the reader will feel like they're in the room mm-hmm. instead of down the hall not being a participant in the room. I want you to flip through the magazine and see that family room and feel like you're sitting there with the sofa and the other chairs and the coffee table. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times um, editorial shots, like you're pretty low in in the shot you're or in the room, right. I guess. So I guess that's why. Yes. Yeah. So you you're feel like always, you're sitting in it. You're always uh, shooting. Um, I always say that, you know, a photographer should be about 5'8 or shorter to be really good because they know the right level for the camera. When you get too high, it's just like if somebody was holding their iPhone super high above your head and wanted to take your photo and it just, it's not going to feel right. Mm-hmm. And I I do appreciate too when, like you said, there's that, I can feel like I'm moving through the house. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I can tell when you've even taken this, you know, shot of just a entryway or something, how it leads to the next. Yeah. Like it connects mm-hmm. all the imagery. And so you do feel, you're like, wait, so did it's they like do a that mystery. Wall? Yeah. You, know, you just they... want to keep reading or you want to yeah. keep your eye moving through that. And your eye does move through the space. So like another thing that I'll do is when I'm, composing the shot with the with the photographer and getting it styled I want to make sure that my eye moves around to different colors Mm -hmm. in the space whether it's the green in a plant and green on a sofa and and you know there's a little bit of green coming through in the wallpaper or something but I want to make sure that there's a consistency so that your eye is moving around that photograph so that you get everything you don't want to look at be, be looking at just one thing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's one other big thing that I always like to oh, have in my yeah. photos. Any Wait, other wine? <laughs> wine <laughs> photographs really well, but wine is held in a glass, and a glass gives you sparkle. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a little sparkle. So a little bit of so there has to be something like something glossy or, or shiny. glossy, shiny, lacquered glass anything like that there has to be a little bit of a sparkle to also give that photograph it's true it's true dimension i feel like these are good tips even if someone just wants to make their instagram prettier or your room while you're sitting in it true okay fine Mm -hmm. well i mean if you're living the room (laughs) i know i'm obviously thinking about social is so important if it's not on your instagram it's not it doesn't exist didn't happen (laughs) well you know the next time you're planning a, a shelfie is you know you want yeah, to make sure go. you've got something living. Did you something- say a shelfie? A shelfie? A selfie of a shelf? Duh. Duh, Taryn. I've never heard of a shelfie. <laughs> and you're the youngest one in the room. I'm so embarrassed. I need to. I. I need to redo my shelves. <laughs> And so take some photos. <laughs> so I can do a shelf. Didn't you just paint that room? We need some yeah, shelves. I did just paint your blue bookshelves. Room, yeah. She yeah. took her whole wood paneled room and painted it blue. Like peacock blue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We pretty. have seen no photos. Maybe I should scout it for a magazine. Ooh. You should. I'll have to get a new sofa. <laughs> she lives in a ranch. It was a brown mm-hmm. sofa leather, brown walls. It was my husband's room. It was brown it was on brown. Lo- he only got one room in the house. And I let him. <laughs> and now she for- took it back. <laughs> 
And then started with some trim I found in Paris that was mustard. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly got that on some drapes. And then I slowly did a mustard wingback chair. I reupholstered <laughs> it. And it all slowly evolved mm -hmm. in there. And then I was like, you know what color would look good with this? <laughs> it's all about that incremental change. And peacock. Navy. For him, it's navy. For us, it's peacock. That's right. Don't but tell you him sell it's them on the navy. Yeah, it's peacock. Blue, just say blue. Too. Yeah, painting it blue. That's blue what my is husband easy to is saying. He's like, okay, blue, I can handle that. It's all about that. But the shelves. Change. So now I need teal. a shelfie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're so behind. I never heard that. Thank you guys <laughs> for that knowledge today. Stacy, what are your must-have magazines that you have to look at every month? That I have to. Well, I mean, well, you were the ones to. that I really. Okay, now no, the, see, you, you I work for all these to. magazines, so they're I have not going to listen. No one listens to the podcast. You I can have say to anything name you want. Every magazine <laughs> there is. Um, but I will say that <laughs> you can you can see my work often in traditional home in the March issue. I have two article two houses that I styled for the March issue. I have things coming up in Country Home, in Better Homes and Gardens, in uh, Beautiful Kitchens and Baths, in Storage. Um, so there's a bunch of different magazines You're like that busy. that I work for. Mm -hmm. But I've also done things for Lux, for New York Cottages and Gardens, um, for Coastal Living. And then, of course, I had worked for Southern Living and Southern Accents. And yeah. But okay. I have to say that there are also magazines for inspiration. Mm. I love World of Interiors, mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Um, Why is that? Because they don't try so hard. Right. Okay. You almost are like, oh, they just took a picture. They just they just <laughs> walked into this place and took a snapshot, and that's really how that person lives. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there is so much authenticity that comes through a lot of the European magazines because they don't go to the efforts of making everything look perfect like we do. But then that's also something that kind of annoys me. I'm like, why did they just leave that that pile mm -hmm. of, of you know papers on that counter when they could have made it look perfect? Right. So there's kind of a, a push and pull. <laughs> when I make something for a magazine, it's going to look perfect, but it's also going to look like someplace you could hang out. There, there has to be softness to it. There has mm -hmm. to be interest and there has to be some <laughs> softness to it. And a lot of times in the European magazines, they don't have a stylist or they don't go to the trouble for it, but the spaces are super interesting. But I feel like that's probably a little bit of their style too. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that, isn't that what makes everyone so envious of French style? Like, Well, they've got the architecture to right. begin true. with. True. So you start with good bones and it's hard to mess that up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you put anything into the, some of those buildings and you're like, this isn't fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if a house has amazing architecture, I can make an incredible photo shoot out of it, even if the decorating is so-so. Mm -hmm. If it's a very nondescript house that you has real not hard. been well designed uh, Miles Red and Suzanne Castler could have done it and it's going to be harder to make it look perfect because mm -hmm. of the architecture mm -hmm. I love um English magazines for the yeah. reason that you were talking about because I feel like mm -hmm. they're just so cozy and like I don't know what things it is aren't new. you know yeah, they love things new. that are worn out and yeah you know frayed and mismatched and <laughs> inherited i feel like they're the ultimate like well and of course rachel ashwell had this term it's like shabby chic but like they do things so undone but it's like perfectly undone but it's like you can never replicate that i don't know <laughs> it's just i want to know how if they if there are just certain 
what was the hardest thing you've styled? Do you like a project? Or? Yes, I guess project. Well, you can't call people out. Your well, house. no, just no, like there are <laughs> spaces that you're always you find very hard. Well, I tell you what. So I've probably styled like I don't five hundred dining room tables. Mm. It's hard to reinvent a dining room table mm-hmm. after a while. I mean, there's yeah. there's only so many stacks of plates and beautiful bouquets of flowers that you can do. So I'm always trying to figure out a new way to style a dining room table. Do you have any tips for people on what to leave on their dining room table when they're not having a dinner party? Just every day, day in and day out, besides one of your really cool candlesticks. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, a pair of our candelabras are totally showstoppers. Um, but I'm not... I'm not in favor of a set dining table if there's no one there. I think that's oh, kind of weird. Oh, but I mean something that's in the middle, though. Like, do you put anything yeah. in the middle? Um, I, lo- I just love fresh flowers mm-hmm. in the dining room. Or if you're, you know, if that's too much upkeep, plants are such amazing things to have as mm-hmm. styling pieces. So green looks good with absolutely everything. Just a fresh plant. That's I'm not a idea. green person. You won't find green anywhere in my house. I'm a blue and white girl. But green plants... That, that makes mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. going back to why English interiors feel so good, you know, another thing when I'm looking at styling a house, just keep to the wedding theme and do old, new, borrowed blue. Because any photo that has something that's sparkling, something that's living, and something that's got a little patina to it mm-hmm. is always going to be more interesting than just having everything off the shelf. Yeah. Okay, you're always asking me about why I like wood in She's rooms. pointing at me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Karen. Sorry. Pointing <laughs> why fingers I like, is why really like rude. Wood? So That's um, right, because you're just pointing three back yourself. You indicate with an open hand. I like wood because of that old thing, and I would have never articulated it that way, but I love that. The wedding, old, new, borrowed, blue. I just feel like woods, natural woods, mm-hmm. just have that They're warmth, warmth and that they oldness are that's... And they just grow richer and richer over time. True. If you get something lovely. And everything I see in a photo, it has a a quality of warmth or coolness to it. And it doesn't have anything to do with the color. It's, Mm -hmm. are they they sharp? Are they cozy? You know, and and an old wood commode is cozy and it's warm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and a lacquered table is sharp. Okay, you were mentioning that you worked for Southern Accents, and I feel like that just... God rest, it's, God rest their peace. Yeah. That's what I was, I was about to be like, R.I.P. Yeah. But are, what other magazines that are no longer, mm-hmm. are like, which ones do you miss the most? Um, gourmet for the recipes and the writing. Mm, I love that magazine. Ruth Reichel was a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, Southern Accents, because every house was more beautiful than the next. They were so, like... Um, just like okay and i was house and garden house and garden okay oh yeah for the for the amazing funk fest that that it often was funk fest (laughs) love it my mom had a house and garden but i didn't realize i guess that it was gone it came back um as two issues about two years ago but it and it was not it was not done by Condé Nast. It was done by somebody else. Um, and it was great, but it wasn't, they didn't have that freedom of showing the type of, the type of houses that the original house and garden had. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to the Alexa. I'm pointing again. I'm sorry. She's pointing at me with one finger. <laughs> I was just listening to the Alexa Hampton 
episode and she was talking about how one of her clients said that he wanted a room that was stuffed and and how funny she thought that was and that's i feel like southern accents don't you think like everything was stuffed layers just layers and layers and like just and flowers flux. and and silver and gilding and mm-hmm. just <laughs> all of the good stuff which mm-hmm. after it closed i mean we really we have a lot more clean interiors now that's and again you can take it back to fashion and is it is it old chanel or is it calvin klein right calvin klein really simplistic lines solid blocking colors very minimalistic and you think of chanel and you think well it's gold roping and lots of pearls and and boucle and Mm -hmm. color and Mm -hmm. camellias i feel like colors back though do you in in home I mean, I feel like it was for so long, like zinc and white and bleached wood. Gray. Gray. Even in restaurant design and things like that. And now in the last few years, I feel like when I go out, there's new interesting things to look at in restaurants and there's more saturated color and people are getting... And I've read too that when the economy's better, people like color more. They're a little Mm -hmm. more fearless with color. Do you think there's any credence to that? Um, I think that that we... I think we're hopefully done with the industrial look yeah. and the coldness and all of that exposed ironwork and rough textures. Mm-hmm. I walked into a hotel in Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago that was a brand new hotel. It's been It's been in a lot of magazines now. And I walked in and I can't tell you how disappointed I was. Here was a brand new hotel that A, looked like it could have been in Portland, Oregon, or in Miami, and it looked like a hotel d- hotel design from you know ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It was the live edge wall or the the live plant wall. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. It was very industrial. It was sort of leather overstuffed, loose. It just had nothing new to show me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to having more color, like in restaurants. Imagine yourself eating in a restaurant with all white walls and how that feels. And then imagine sitting in a restaurant where all the walls are deep red. And the deep red walls, it's so much more appetizing. It's yeah. so mm-hmm. much it's well, even stimulating. Well, even if you describe it as you think about it in your mind, you can you know the feeling. Oh, yeah. You can, you, you can envision it right now. Like, and it's exactly why I would not want to eat in a hotel, in a uh, restaurant that was like completely like bright yellow. <laughs> you know, there's just some colors that are going to work and that stimulate you rather than turning you off. Right. That's true. And there's a whole science to it, isn't there? As far as... Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, right. I yeah. don't know it, Somebody but I'm sure it, it exists. Y'all yeah. Google it and tell us. <laughs> Email us and let us know. <laughs> Should we do some questions? Oh, let's help, help some people with their dilemmas. Stacy. you're going to be good at this. We like to help. Huh? We like to help. We do. We jump into. Okay. The first one is from Veronica. And she says, I'm a huge fan of the podcast and I've listened to almost every episode. I also love Ballard and have many of your pieces in our home. My favorite are the Dana chairs and the Kara sideboard, which we have under the TV in our living room. Okay. Just so you know, Stacy, the Kara sideboard is this right behind you. Our main living area on the first floor of our home is very open concept and on the smaller side. 
I'm struggling with whether we should replace our current rectangular reclaimed wood table in our dining room off the kitchen with a round table. We eat primarily at our kitchen island, but I'd love to make our dining space more casual so we can enjoy it as a family, more like a breakfast room than a formal dining room. We currently have an 8x8 jute rug in the space and six of the Dana chairs, two with arms and four without. I would be willing to go down to just four chairs with a round table, but I'm not sure if it's the best fit look for the space. I'm sending photos from multiple angles and would love to hear your thoughts. I'd likely want to do either a lighter wood round table or something with a marble top, but I'm open to suggestions. The brass light fixture is what we currently have, by the way. The crystal chandelier was from some older photos. Thank you so much. Can I describe it? I like to describe the space. You know me. It's adorable, first of all, Veronica. You have great taste, and it's so young and fresh looking. So it is a very open kitchen, living room, dining room, all white walls, uh, all neutral furniture, it looks like, sort of gray linen, white linen, a little pop of animal print, sisal rugs, dark wood floors. And adjacent to the open kitchen is a dining area um, where she does have this rectangular table that looks pretty crowded. Like it would be difficult maybe to get into the end chairs the way that's positioned in there. You might have to really finagle yourself into that chair. Um, and so her question is, what can I do to make that little dining area a little more family friendly? Stacey, go. What's the answer? Well, first of all, in looking at the, uh, the reclaimed top table and the four chairs, I love all of the white walls. And she's got a great opportunity to put a wonderful piece of art on the wall that would be to the left of the mirror. Mm -hmm. um, she did a great job around her television set, which is mounted to the wall and putting art around that. I love that. It looks so good. Well, what it does is it is it diffuse it draws your attention away from the fact that there's a TV hanging on the wall, and now the TV just looks like one more piece of art, particularly if it's on. Mm -hmm. And I so, love sort of the asymmetrical way that she yes, did that. It's she really did that so really well. great. Yes. So I think a if the walls are going to stay white, which I really like the white walls with all the things that she has in here, a big piece of art would do mm -hmm. wonders for that space. Something colorful, you think? Very colorful. Mm -hmm. I love the pinks that she's already got going on in there. Around uh, the television. With the other, mm -hmm. with, the other it, with the stuff around the TV and with her beautiful pink peonies in that one flower, in that one photo. I love the blue and white, just having something on the table instead of it being bare all the time. Um, you know, a tray underneath those three things would work really well too, so that you have a, a gathering space for them, just as a rug will center and ground all of your furniture, a tray will do the same on a dining room table. So she has three ginger jars. You're saying get a tray that will accommodate all three and put them on there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. You're, it doesn't have to be those ginger jars, yeah. but it could even, it could be even be a beautiful piece of fabric. Mm -hmm. You just, so it's a landing spot that has all Holds of those it together. On together. Great idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about her dining table shape. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the rule of thumb I would say is if your room is square, Go round table, unless it's like a huge room, I guess, right. where you just have tons of space. But mm -hmm. like a round table is going to fit better than a rectangular one because otherwise you have these weird – it's like there's too much room or there's not enough room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's like this dead space, I guess. So I think she should do a round table. Well, like if, that idea. if you're only going to seat Since six people, which is what she's seating at this table – I always prefer a round table, and you can easily fit a table that will seat six in the space mm -hmm. that's round. Mm 
Um, it's better for conversation. It's better with the kids. It's better when you have couples over. Round tables are just, to me, my favorite. Um, and I love, I think it would look great under her new brass chandelier. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of echoes the the shape of that. I'm, I vote for round, too. What do you think, Stacy? Yeah, no, I, li- I like the new brass chandelier because it's, it's geometric mm-hmm. and it has all of the straight lines, but it still has that round shape and a round table underneath it would really complement it. And a round table looks great with the backs of those chairs. What are those yeah, chairs called true. again? Dana. The Dana chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great. Beautiful. Do we want to suggest a color for her table or just let her go, go to town? I think any color could really work. Yeah, true. Like I could see white, black, wood, gray. Yeah, she has a size she of rug, has white some chairs. Of each, so maybe, maybe she take the suggestion of Stacy and find the art first, mm-hmm. and then kind of from there play it. Fall in love with a big piece of colorful art, put that on the wall, and then mm-hmm. go from there. And the mar- the idea of having marble would also be really pretty in her space. It would it would mm-hmm. kick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. make it a little more formal. Mm-hmm. But if she was worried about you know, the kids and wear and tear, a Dunes and Duchess limed oak table would look amazing there. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. This is a really beautiful space. Have us over to hang out on that comfy sofa. Your daughter looks adorable too with her cute little hair bow. (laughs) She's cute. Where did she get that cool high chair? You see that high chair? It's really neat looking. I know. See that shot? The first shot she said looks so cool. Again, they look so cool. It's like a little happy family. Yeah. We're jealous. This is a really cute, little, like a perfect open. It's, yeah. I'm jealous. Check out those pictures online, you guys. Okay. We have one more. Yes. We this have one from- does not have as beautiful of a photo to <laughs> entice us. Annette has, that's because hers is an actual issue and she's like, listen. Yeah, this is a practical solution. We're looking yeah. at a ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Annette and she says, I love your podcast. I never miss an episode. Great content in an entertaining way. I have a dilemma in my laundry room. It is a small room, only five by six. There's really only enough room for a washer and dryer and nothing else. We moved into this home about 11 months ago. It had ugly light fixtures throughout the home. We have slowly been changing them out. This room, however, had me stumped. I included a picture for our ceiling. You will notice that the light fixture is off-centered because we have an attic access panel in the room. I would like to change out the boob light fixture but it does look weird that it is not centered in the room a few episodes ago you mentioned swag lights which i thought might be a good solution but the ceilings are only eight feet in that room i thought about possibly doing a track light where the connection could be off center i really need more light in this room there are no windows do you have any suggestions i am stumped yeah so she has a small and our photo literally is kind of from the ground looking up at her ceiling and it's a Mm -hmm. rectangular ceiling and i would say uh, two thirds of one side of it is taken up by this attic access. And then over to the right of that and the other third of the ceiling, she does have a boob light and mm-hmm. I, it does look dark in there. Like she's not getting enough light. Mm-hmm. What's she going to do? Are you going to vote track light? Uh-huh. I know me too. I don't want to, but what else is she going to do? Stacy, you got any solutions? Yeah, that is a really tough one, particularly the fact that it's in like one third of the room and not in the center. Right. Mm-hmm. And really you just need it to be a practical solution to get you some light Surely in there. Surely there's mm-hmm. something prettier than track mm-hmm. light or than, you know, wearing a headlamp in there. <laughs> right? Well, first, a pith helmet. <laughs> first, it is a small space. It's obviously just a work, work space. Right. If it only has yeah. a washer and dryer, People she can see only, it. she's hopefully not spending too, too long in there. But I also understand the need for light. 
So is there any way to get light lower on the walls? I tell you what, even though it's a laundry room, mm-hmm. she should want to be happy walking yeah, true. in. I mean, the fact that she's doing laundry might be bad enough. And then if it's like <laughs> not a particularly it's true. fulfilling room, if this room doesn't spark joy, she's not going to get that laundry done. Mm-mm. It's true. See? Mm-hmm. She needs some wallpaper. Yeah, first. or a fun color That's on that wall. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it still doesn't solve her light But it still fixture. doesn't still solve the light issue. Here's Here's the thing. Here's my vote. Or my reasoning for the track lighting that's just utilitarian. Like, it's so small that you're not going to get far enough away from the light where you're really going to be paying Unless attention Unless you to walk it. in and look up, right? You wouldn't really yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like maybe do something fun on the walls, wallpaper, or like a really amazing color. And then just like get light in your room, even if it's not. I mean, obviously we want a light, pretty light fixture whenever possible, but. Is there any cute track lighting in the world? Maybe there's one that's a fun color or. Yeah. Uh. If you really wanted to be joyful and girly, put a crystal chandelier in there. That's a fun idea. That's, that's true. Because like, even Why if it's not? off center, if it, who cares? It, or you could swag it over. You could swag. Exactly. <gasps> you could swag it over. So the escutcheon, where it attaches, where her boob light is. Right. You could <laughs> right go there. there. And then she could hang it with a hook that's more in the center of the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And then swag it down. You've got a fun chandelier. And when she opens up that door, it'd be like, glamour time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and no one would ever know it's swagged either. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, you but guys, it's only eight feet. What's only eight well, feet? Still, only eight well, it's still. Well, it's great because the but chandelier will be closer down, which means she can see more. But she could get a small, like a small Claire okay, chandelier, cool. something just, petite, just, but with lots of lights on it, because mm-hmm. you get like six bulbs in some of those petite chandeliers. Um, so you can still get a lot of light. True. Um, Eddie Ross, when I was at his apartment in Harlem, he used to live in Harlem. He doesn't live there anymore. But he had swagged his chandelier over. He had like, you know, this really kind of nondescript the shell of the apartment was very nondescript right but he had made that thing fabulous and he had taken the chandelier and Eddie don't take offense at the nondescript thing I didn't mean that as a as a reflection of you um (laughs) and where he had swagged it he had taken like eight more chains and put all Mm. these chains so the swag itself was kind of a statement. That's cool. I don't know if you need that in this small space, but it's a cool way to make the swag be cooler than just, oh, an accident of a chain swag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To get a bunch of other chains and like different shapes and stuff and swag it with it. Very cool. Like necklaces almost. Yeah. That was just an aside. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like. I'd like that with the nets good. thing. Mm-hmm. I do think so. Yeah, because she can get more light yeah. bulbs a little bit closer, which solves her actual issue of her her problem. Yeah, and, and this do. is like the- a DIY project. You can do this yourself. And that much wallpaper, easy peasy in a little room. It mm-hmm. won't even cost much. Mm-mm. Love it. Oh, Annette, Yay. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stacy, tell everyone where they can find and follow you and all that good stuff. Um, Instagram is the best way to follow us. It's Dunes and Duchess, and it's D-U-N-E-S-A-N-D-D-U-C-H-E-S-S. The end. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if you want to see my styling stuff on Instagram, look for the hashtag styled by Dutchie. Oh, I didn't know that. So we can follow that. D-U-C-H-Y or E-Y? D-U-C-H-Y. Got it. Yeah. So it's always like Duchess, like Megan. Not Duchess, like Duchess County, New York, because uh-huh. that has a T in it. I did not know so, that. So it's all about Megan. 
That took me a minute. I was like, Megan, Megan, Megan Markle. Yes, duh. Okay. How could there be another Megan? Yeah, there's no other Megan now. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for thank stopping you. by. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We would love to read it. And of course, subscribe to the show so it downloads straight to your phone. The show notes for each episode are at howtodecorate.com slash podcast and follow us on social media. And very exciting news, the How to Decorate podcast is now a skill on your Alexa. That's right. So you can just ask Alexa to play the How to Decorate podcast after you go and enable it under the skills on amazon.com. Yes. Super easy. Super easy. Tell Alexa to play the How to Decorate podcast and your life will be so much easier. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, happy decorating. decorating.